Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. everyone. I hope you're having a great week. Welcome to the Spirit School podcast. If this is your first time joining me on this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. There are over 100 episodes now that you can catch up on if you resonate with the topics of my content and the way that I express the information that comes from my heart and comes from my soul. And today I'm very excited to share a little bit about my journey to confidence because the last episode I shared about my stage fright and my journey with stage fright. And that is a reality for me within my world of being a very public figure now. I just had this like mind dropping moment that actually made me go cold last night in my kitchen because I'm off work right now from client sessions and teaching classes. That's a big part of how I spend my week. But I've taken these two weeks off to kind of like restructure my membership a little bit and also re-envision my schedule for 2022 and how many readings I'm going to do versus how many one-on-one clients I'm going to take in versus how much classes I want to teach in the initiation circle. And then of course my programs. So I've been doing a lot of dreaming and envisioning this week and it's been really nice. And I have this moment, I just stopped for a moment last night and this like thought popped in, you're an international medium and mentor. And my body went cold with that realization because I don't think I have taken a pause long enough in my career, especially in the past, you know, almost two years, I've been full time in my spiritual business and looked at what I have created. And the fact that I am very courageous and obviously have quite a bit of confidence to be able to have a podcast, go on Instagram live multiple times a week teach classes in front of hundreds of people and have hundreds of people walk through my programs and membership every single year. So clearly, though, I do love to share about this other side because it's what I had wished that my mentors had talked about in those early years because I felt completely alone. There was so much not enoughness with me in the early years of my development because I didn't have mentors or role models talking about this other side of mediumship. Everyone just appeared to be so confident and so sure of themselves. And because I didn't have that experience myself, I just took a very long and steady and painful road, but it's all very divine because I love the path I took and I can definitely see how the journey I took supports me as a mentor and supports me in creating very unique programs that are very different from anything else that's out there because one of my biggest realizations on my development journey and something that I'm very passionate about sharing about and I do believe that if you stay on this path long enough, you're going to have very similar realizations that though mediumship development is an art and there is a skill to it and, you know, somewhat of a structure to it, a lot of the development and quantum leaps in my abilities when it comes to what I'm able to do with my mediumship and with the energy around me is because I've spent so much of this journey healing my human self. And that is one of the first things that I say in my initiation program at the welcome call is When you declare to the world of spirit that you want to hop on the mediumship journey, what the world of spirit hears is she's ready to heal. 
And so you can't get away with not healing your wounds if you do intend to work on behalf of the world of spirit. And there are so many incredible, intrinsic, beautiful, like dancing between the human self and the spirit self when it comes to the unfoldment of your natural abilities. And I can look back at different phases within my development in my career and, and recognize fully that when I've been called to do that deep shadow work, if you will, though I think that term's kind of moving out of our energy right now, but for lack of a better word, that's, you know, the healing the self, healing the things within myself that, you know, kept my ego large and in charge in a lot of my development and my early sessions and my early career. And I can see now that anytime I took the time to tend to my human self, to tend to my mindset, to tend to my health, to tend to the old wounds that kept coming up in the mediumship world, it was absolutely clear to me that much of the mediumship development is actually in the human development, the self-work, the work of the self. So when I create my programs, whether it's the calling, which is about spiritual entrepreneurship and serving the world of spirit and working with the public or the initiation, which is my six-week mediumship foundations experience, dealing with the human is one of the, the founding pillars because the truth is mediumship is easy. It is simply just reading and tuning in to energy. And we all have access to that. The real development are the limitations and the barriers which are unique to all of us because we all come from very different experiences and we all carry different wounds. But when we unfold the natural abilities of mediumship within us, it does require a lot of that healing within the human. And so a lot of my programs are really focused on working with the human self as well as teaching about like the mediumship or the energetics and the divine feminine masculine within spiritual entrepreneurship and business. So if we can just learn to get out of our own way and heal the stuff that comes up that is keeping us from the clearest connection, from the most joy, from the heart of a servant, right? A heart of service. That is the real work when it comes to the development. I think that surprises a lot of people. And I didn't realize that I taught like that until I started reading the reviews that people were leaving. And I was like, wow, I guess that has been my journey, has been a deep healing journey to get where I am today. And the mediumship gifts unfolds and continues to improve the more I work on myself and the more I focus on healing myself so that I can show up as a clearer channel for the world of spirit. So that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. So my lack of confidence that came in the early years of mediumship, I could really pinpoint to, much like I was saying earlier, you know, the overconfidence that I was always drawn to with different mentors and teachers. I think it's because I was really drawn to people who were overconfident because it was opposite of how I felt within my own human experience. But as I kind of reflected on this podcast episode, and I've been planning this for like a week and taking notes and asking my higher self you know, what can I say about this that will be impactful for people? Because there's so many different areas I could go with this. And they showed me that my, and I say they, spirit, but my spirit as well. It's not like just angels and guides that speak to me and reveal to me. We have to give ourselves a lot of credit for this as well. And I can recognize that my higher self is part of that spirit team and collective that supports me in this journey as a medium and as a mentor and teacher. And they showed me all the times early on that actually really shook my confidence. And I won't get too, too into details, but I have to because 
a lot of my experiences to my journey to confidence actually had to do with my career and the people that I encountered along my career. So I'm going to share a little bit about that journey because it does absolutely impact and reflect the way I show up as a medium. And, you know, I really felt my first judgment from someone else in grade six when I had a teacher who told me I was going to be nothing but a drug dealer. I kind of carried the reputation of my brother. My brother's an incredible person, not a drug dealer of any kind in any way, but he definitely kept very interesting company. And unfortunately, we are judged a lot and misjudged by the company that we choose to keep. And that was very much his life experience. And because I was a younger sister, getting all his teachers years after him, I carried a lot of that as well. And it was the first time I remember going home and telling my mom, that this person like didn't like me. And my parents did get involved. And I do remember spending a lot of that year in detention and being held back after school. And I remember that being a very pivotal point in my life where I didn't think it mattered what I did. Like this person just didn't give me a chance. Now I did find out that this teacher had a lot of home stuff much later and I won't go into that. And, you know, they, I definitely see now from a more spiritual lens that they were projecting on me from a lot of the pain that they were experiencing within their own family unit and therefore projecting on mine. But that year I started smoking cigarettes and I started hanging out with people who didn't have very much like love or structure at home either. And I did, I had amazing parents, but something about that experience of somebody judging me so deeply kind of made me think, well, what's the point? Right. And so I kind of took this not so great turn in my life. And that started when I was 12, almost 13 years old. And spent quite a few years in a lot of trouble and very much lacking any awareness around self-worth. Of course, we don't even think like that when we're that young. But if we fast forward a couple years when I went to high school, we moved to a different town and I ended up having to go to four different high schools because the bullying that I was the subject of was very, very severe. And the school system was very worried for my safety and I ended up having to get homeschooled. And so high school is not a safe place for me. And I did spend a large portion of my years between 13 and 17 trying to be invisible and trying not to be seen because if I was seen for some reason, there was just people who just didn't like me. And I would be bullied very severely physically, psychologically. I'm sure there's a lot of people who can kind of resonate with that, but there were threats to my safety. And so I did spend some time during high school having to be homeschooled because of that. And so obviously you can understand as somebody who's so young and those are very formative years, how that would impact my level of self-worth and how I moved around the world as a confident young woman, which I didn't have any confidence. And in my teens, and my early 20s, I was very drawn to men who treated me how I felt within my inner world. And I ended up with a string of very abusive partners physically, psychologically. I ended up eloping with somebody when I was very young who turned out to be bipolar. And I spent four years in that relationship. It was not good for my mental health. And I really had no zest for life. It was interesting in the relationship field. And I look at who I am today and how I feel about myself. And, you know, I do do a lot of inner child work and a lot of, you know, reconciling the past and healing the past with myself. But man, I just want to grab that girl and just hug her and tell her how amazing life gets and to hold on. And I can see now reflecting back to those years, there's about 10 years that I really, really struggled and I was homeless for a while. And yeah, escaping abusive relationship after abusive relationship and really having nowhere to turn 
that I did have something magical in me that was perseverance. It was determination. There was something in me that kept me going because I don't think a lot of people who experienced what I experienced, you know, I don't know. Actually, I can't say that for sure, but I just don't know how I made it. I don't know how (laughs) I made it through those years, to be honest with you. So meanwhile, while all this is kind of going on with the relationships around me, now I do recognize as well that my Chiron is in my seventh house of relationships. So it makes sense that a lot of my wounds come from the relationships around me, whether it's family or relationships with friends or acquaintances or enemies, right? It's just these relationship-based experiences. But in the same breath, what was going really well in my life around this time was always the career. Even at 14 years old, I was offered a position in an office, which was very bougie for a 14-year-old girl to work in a car dealership in the office and I had to dress up nice and be very presentable. And I really enjoyed working with people who were older. And the truth is both my husbands have been 12 years older than me. I've never had good experiences with people of the same age group. And so it makes sense that I've always been mentored by and really drawn to people who are much older than me. I felt much safer in their energy. And so, you know, moving on to after high school, kind of, you know, self-worth again, very, very low. One of the families that I babysat for got me a job at a gym daycare. That was my first job out of high school. And there was this man there who just saw something in me and he really liked me. And I did not like myself at this time. And I was in a very physically abusive relationship at this time too with this um, a little bit older gentleman who I was supporting. (laughs) And this man just saw something in me and I watched his daughter while he played squash. It was a very bougie gym. And he came up to me one day. He said, hey, Danielle, like I just, I just want to ask you if you want to come work at my company this summer and I'll just teach you a few things and I could use some help with some data entry. And I was like, yeah, I mean, sure. I don't own a computer. I was very broke. So you'd have to kind of teach me from scratch everything. And keep in mind, like this was the year 2000. So we know where the internet was back then. Like it was all AOL, MySpace. I don't remember if you remember ICQ, (laughs) like it was all back then. And he was a software developer for the NBA, the NFL, NASCAR, Le Mans, Champ Car, IndyCar, the Formula Series, not Formula One, but the latter series there. And so the data entry he wanted me to do was actually historical racetrack records. And I just took such a passion for it that he ended up keeping me on and hiring me for the motorsports pillar of his company. And I stayed there for many years. And this guy just gave me every single opportunity to show me who I was. He handed me a book and he said, build me a website. And I built a website through Notepad in one day. And we're going way back. And I don't know if anyone knows who this is, but my first website was a Donald Brashear fan website who was an NHL player. And he worked for the Canucks back then, the Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I was born and raised in Vancouver. I spent quite a few years building my confidence with computers and working amongst men. And it was a really kind of cool experience. And um, it lasted for about four years before tobacco sponsorship bans happened amongst race cars and all the teams I worked for were sponsored by tobacco. And so I lost that job, but I really enjoyed those few years and ended up living in Squamish. And though I came to Squamish in a very toxic, secretive horrible relationship. Though I'm grateful for the experience that I had, it was very short-lived, but I do believe that a lot of my karma and dharma within that was to get me to Squamish because I'd never heard of it before. I mean, think about the courage being, though I was 25 at the time, I think, 25, I moved to a town I'd never heard of before. 
it was only 45 minutes away from Vancouver, but I was like, yeah, I'll go. Sure. Like, let's see what happens. And of course I do believe I was meant to come here and I have received all the healing in these mountains. And my healing journey started when I moved here, but things were still very, very, very messy. But then again, my career, I was a temp and I was placed in the music industry. I hated the music industry. I look back at those two years as like, oh my God, like I just want to erase them. I did, I like nothing about working in the music industry, to be honest with you, though I did meet some really nice people. It was definitely not for me. It was my first time experiencing, you know, really working with women and the toxicity that came with that after spending so long in the motorsports industry working with men. I didn't last very long. So when I moved to Squamish, I found a race team that was central tier. And I just walked in off the street and they hired me off the street. So they gave me like this big chance. And I kind of created my own role within this company, just kind of playing and, you know, seeing where the needs were and kind of like filling all those gaps. And I ended up building a very strong career there for five years as being like the rally mama, again, working on a team with all men and really creating my position. And the owner and the driver had like full trust in me. So I was really able to start building some confidence in myself through that experience as well. Now, keep in mind, this is all before I opened up to my mediumship. But I started hating myself a little bit less and I stopped, you know, cringing about all those years of just really not liking myself and not having many people like me, to be honest with you. But it was always through the career that people saw something in me and gave me chances to show me who I was. Now, the biggest part of my healing journey when it came to moving into confidence was when I actually left that race team and I ended up working in the indigenous healing industry and what happened was I had a very beautiful experience of how I was able to witness through somebody in my family healing an addiction through connecting with culture. It was mind-blowing to me because though I am First Nations, you know, I'm only half First Nations, but I'm very connected to my identity of being First Nations. I always have been, as has my dad, as has my brother, and my mom is not First Nations. We didn't realize what we had missed not being connected to our community or culture because of the residential school system. My grandmother was in residential school. Therefore, when she aged out, she didn't go back to her community and then raised my dad, teaching him all she knew after, you know, being assimilated through many years, trying to rediscover her own connection to her culture. We didn't have all that exposure. And then I witnessed myself, somebody I care very deeply about going clean from a very harsh substance just through connecting with their culture. And it was mind boggling. And I reached out and wrote a letter to this organization and immediately they contacted me saying, come work for us. And I wasn't ready back then because I'd worked with my husband and I worked on this race team. I had a legit dream job working in the industry, like a job thousands, tens of thousands of people would have died for, <laughs> literally. And I said, I couldn't, I couldn't go work there. So a year later, they approached me again and the situation had changed at the racing industry. I did start thinking about having a baby and it's not really a family orientated industry. There's not like a year mat leave, crazy hours and traveling quite a bit. And so I was actually looking for a change. So I ended up leaving that position and going into the indigenous healing world. And that was a big courageous move and actually quitting that job was harder than leaving my first husband. It was harder than any breakup I've ever had because I loved them so deeply. Like we were a team and it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was resign from that career. But when I entered the corporate world, now I was entering the corporate world. Okay. 
my first month there was not great. I was aligned with a very toxic female boss who, you know, was definitely thriving in her toxic masculinity. We did end up over the years building a really great relationship, but that first month was not a great month. And I was hired in a leadership role, but of course you always have somebody above you unless you're CEO. So she was the one who I reported into. And it was very clear that something about me threatened her and she did flex a lot of her muscles early on and, you know, would try to degrade me. And I'm not saying this is degrading work, but I was hired as a manager and running my own team and running my own projects. And she would force me to spend my lunch breaks as backup reception, right? So that again, there's nothing wrong with reception. I spent years as a receptionist, but I had built my career over time and I was in a management position. But this is just the kind of things that she was doing to make sure I knew my place in this company. And I almost left. I was like, freak this. Like this was one of my first experiences as a woman working with other women. And there was like a lot of crap going on. And I was about to go back to the race car industry in a heartbeat with a tail between my legs. Just before I was about to make my exit, I got called into this meeting and my life changed. And this is the big pivotal moment that changed my life. And there was this woman, and I'm not going to say her name. I don't want to say names, but I know anyone who used to work at this company will know who I'm talking about. And she was this gorgeous, just maybe two years older than me, indigenous woman speaking amongst these powerful people. And she was so powerful. She was so intelligent, even thinking about her. I'm actually meeting her for lunch today at the time I'm recording this. And uh, she just has made the biggest impact in my life to date. And I had never in my life, and I was 27 years old at this time, I had never in my life seen a woman in her power. Truly, I had not. I Maybe Oprah, right? I, I loved watching Oprah growing up, but that's about it. I was so drawn to it. It was so mystical to me. I remember approaching her after this meeting and introducing myself and I said, how do I work for you? And she was so magical that within a week I was working for her and my life completely changed because this was being mentored and she took me under her wing for seven years. And this was being mentored by somebody who was so in their power and so in their worth. I didn't threaten them at all. Nobody threatened them. They did. I never saw anyone shake this person. And she was the target of a lot of not great stuff because guess what? Not everyone is ready for a woman in their power and not everyone is ready to witness and be in the presence of somebody who is in their worth. And that was a very foreign concept to me. But this woman made it very clear. She said to me, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be your boss one day. And she just laughed and she built me up and she gave me every single opportunity under the years of her leadership to be seen. She gave me high exposure projects because she saw something in me. I just wanted to be an assistant to her and she saw something in me where I was an executive assistant to her, but she gave me high exposure projects that let me be seen. And she wanted me to succeed and she gave me every single opportunity to succeed. And I had never experienced that either in my life. She was so giving, she was so generous and she was a true mentor. And she was someone who I would go to her with all my insecurities like, oh, I don't have a master's degree. And, you know, I had people with PhDs working for me and she would talk to me about my perception. And she's like, I think that's just your perception. I don't think that's a reality. And I'd never had anyone even speak to me like that. And really kind of like woke me up out of the self-illusioned 
spiral I had been in my entire life of this not enoughness. And it was like the clouds lifted around me. And I was able to see that, wow, I'm intelligent. I'm smart. I can actually figure so many things out. And people actually really like me. And then my self-worth started to build in this career. And I started being in very demand in this company and I had tons of people trying to scoop me all these different departments and as very loyal to my boss. And I did leave her twice to go for more money or more opportunity. And I always went back to her. <laughs> she was so powerful and she was just such a love. And I'm, I'm so grateful for her leadership because it was really under her leadership and witnessing and watching her navigate all the situations that she had to go through with such class and such grace and just like unconditional power that I saw what was the potential for me as a woman. So this is what was happening in the career and this is really how I started to build my confidence in myself and my self-worth and just seeing what I was capable of. I mean, it was mind boggling for me. And it was life changing. And I loved my years in corporate because it taught me how to be in the presence of powerful people. And it taught me how to be in the presence of very unhealthy, powerful people and manage and hold my own energy. I can work with literally anyone thanks to my years and the experiences that this mentor offered me within this company. And it was a huge blessing to me. Again, very divine. So meanwhile, my, cur my courage and my confidence is, is growing within myself through my working career. But in the same parallel track, you'll, keep, you'll notice I keep talking about these parallel tracks because there isn't one without the other. It is all connected. And meanwhile, two years into that career, I have my first child and I discover I'm a medium after that experience of birthing the, one of the greatest loves of my life, Katie Jane, just the day that I release this podcast will actually be her birthday. So if you want to send some amazing birthday wishes to my Katie Jane, she'll be eight years old because it was, she changed me. This, this little divine, gorgeous being who came into my life is the one who woke me up. She woke up my spirit and I'm so grateful for her like that. And I, I explain my children as my daughter like takes me to the stars. She, she raises my vibration. She woke me up. Whereas my son years later came and he showed me what, what love is and he grounds me and he roots me into this human experience. I just absolutely love them. And my daughter is the one who woke me up. I started getting really curious about my mediumship abilities during this year off becoming a mom. And I had a lot of space and time because babies sleep a lot. And so I had a lot of time to play in my mediumship and I found a mentor who appeared to be very powerful and I was very drawn to that, but it turned out over the years that it was um, not so much, right? And that's actually what I encountered a lot in the mediumship world was, you know, people who are overtly confident, but when you kind of pull the curtains back, they're not, they actually have the exact same wounds I do. It's just, I think I'm different because I share my wounds too, because I really desired back then to see that aspect of themselves. It actually would have given me more confidence in myself in those early years of developing. And I do believe that. And I think that some people don't share that aspect of themselves because there is this fear of being seen as less spiritual or less powerful. But I've seen through my career and I think my career thrives because I do share these aspects of myself so other people feel seen. And they keep going because they're like, okay, Danielle felt like this. And she, look where she is today because it doesn't have to stop you. 
right? But going back quite a bit here, as I started developing as a medium, all these old wounds that came back from being a teenager started to come up. But the brilliance of the human experience and the journey was I had already started developing my confidence in my career. So I actually had tools, I had experiences and evidence in my life that I was capable And that's what saved me on the mediumship development journey in all the years of not enoughness. It was actually the skills and tools and experiences that I learned in that corporate experience were the ones that helped me sustain and and be determined through the mediumship development journey and all the wounds that came up through that. So I've talked a lot about those wounds in mediumship. If you go back to my podcast, you know, it's like the not enoughness, not being accurate enough, saying something stupid, being judged not having specific types of evidence that come through me easily. You know, I it took me a long time to understand what I do have versus what I don't. I'm very aware of everything I'm not and I'm very aware of everything I don't do. Yet, I didn't back then especially know how to celebrate everything I was and everything I can do and the uniqueness and the beauty within that, which is really what we need to do on this path, right? Because there's always going to be stuff that we can't do that we're going to admire, but we can see those experiences of being expansive experiences showing us what we desire and what we're capable of. Because I also don't believe that what we admire in other people, we also don't have in ourselves. That's also what I've recognized through the development journey as well. And so I did spend a lot of years in the early development starting to rebuild my confidence in this in the spiritual work, what I had just started doing in my human self. And I didn't quite know in those early years how to lead myself through those experiences. There were a few times where I did give up because it was too hard. I was like, you know, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth putting myself out there because when things don't go well, I'm really hard on myself for like weeks and sometimes months. And then much like it takes a long time to build a connection with spirit and do a 50 minute reading versus a 20 minute reading and do two readings a week and and then five readings a week and then 10 readings a week. It's like this buildup, it's this resilience and this energetic capacity. And the same thing was happening in my healing journey. Triggers that came up for me that used to take months to walk through. I can now eight years later lead myself through the healing journey in mere seconds and release things within seconds. Because guess what? What triggers us back then is still going to trigger us today. Those triggers are going to carry with us through the duration of our human experience. But from what I have experienced in this life is that we learn how to build resilience. We learn how to lead ourselves through these triggering experiences. And what used to affect us for a long time only has to affect us for a few moments. And this is the art of leading yourself. And this is a topic that I talk about in the initiation quite a bit. And I think that it's something that's highly overlooked because we're always looking to other mentors to navigate us through it, to see our blind spots, to help us build resilience. But I'm telling you, it's all an inside job. I've never had something a mentor has said to me. I've never had something a client has said to me that has made me feel whole and has never made me feel confident. I get fan mail every day. I get people every day sending me message of how I'm impacting them, how my reading changed their life, how the podcast changes their life. And in the inner world experience, it doesn't affect me that much. In my human self, I say, thank you. Thank you for that. And it took me a long time to realize that there's nothing outside of me that is going to make me feel whole and good enough. It literally has to come from inside. And so all that healing work that we do in our relationships and we do with our families and we do in our careers and we do with our health, 
actually translates over to our development journey and the mediumship development journey. And this is where I feel very unique in my offerings and the way that I teach is because in the initiation circle and in the initiation program and the calling, I'm not just teaching you how to connect with spirit. I'm teaching you how to do it from a holistic lens of working with the human self, working with the egoic needs that come up because the ego is not going away. So then how can we use the ego in just, you know, what John Edwards said that a couple of weeks ago was like just a shot glass of ego, just a shot glass. There's a balance. You do need a bit to do this work, but you can't let it lead you. It can't be your guiding force or experience. And so how do we then learn that balance that supports us? Like that's the stuff that I'm really interested in teaching about and talking about. And that has been my experience through the evolution and growth of my mediumship abilities and my abilities as a mentor and a teacher. And it was brilliant because I had one of my mentors say to me, you know, because after Bender died, I didn't have any confidence for months. I, I was, it was almost like I was stripped down to my core. I was naked. I had never been so emotionally destroyed in my life after losing that cat. And it's not even the fact that I lost him. It was how he passed. Just so you know, I'm not going to go into details because I'm not here to trigger anyone. But people are like, oh my gosh, she's still on about her cat. It's not. I love Bender. I know he's in a better place, but there was a lot of trauma in the weeks leading up to his passing and the day of his passing that really broke me down as a human just broke me down. I lost faith in angels. I lost faith in, in the creator. I, it was a huge tremble and a breakdown of my faith. And it took me a while to rebuild my faith. But meanwhile, I'm full time, still have my membership. I still have my clients. I still, I couldn't do readings for months. To be honest with you, I didn't do readings for about three or four months after Bender died. And that's when I started getting more mentors to help me kind of build up that confidence again, because it was this like shaking of confidence. And it was one of my mentors who I'm going to have on the podcast, Dominic Bogue, who said, you know, the difference between a good medium and a great medium is confidence. And I am a good medium and the potential to be a great medium really rests and lies on that balance with the ego and the divine and the human self and being whole and confident in who I am and who I work for, which is the world of spirit. So even in this past year, it's been such a big journey for me to rebuild my confidence all over again. Again, our, our experiences are very cyclic and not everyone is going to struggle with confidence like I have. That's just one of the themes of my life. I have clients who are so confident and just innately born like that. And I celebrate the pants off of them, but they have other stuff that they'll have to work through, right? They'll have other stuff that they'll have to work through. And this is just my journey. And I do know and I do believe that spirit will align people to this podcast episode that will feel a resonance to what I'm speaking about, which is why I continue to share it. And so it's been a real big journey this past year to building up to my confidence. And I feel like I'm at a next level with it. And again, some triggers still come up, but I'm celebrating the fact that I can move through them in seconds now. They don't take me down at all anymore. I'll get that nervous system response, which I used to sit in for weeks. And now it passes in just a few seconds. And I think the journey to confidence for all of us is a self-led journey. Yes, we can have mentors. Yes, we can have coaches. Yes, we can have spiritual helpers. But I think that you may experience what I experienced was it wasn't until I was ready to do the inner work and the work of self that I was able to find that true, sustainable confidence. And it took me a while to learn to lead myself. And that's a very important part of this journey. It's also looking at 
your life. Like we have to actually make conscious choices in this life. Like being confident is actually a choice. And man, is choice powerful. And our privilege to be able to choose and create our lives based off of the choices that we make is incredibly sovereign and incredibly self-determining. And it took me a long time to realize that it is actually a choice to show up confident. And it is actually a choice to sit in the not enoughness. And so we get to wake up every single day and start over and continue to make different choices that lead us to the expansive life and our highest potential that we are worthy of living. When we make choices, it can be a little bit tricky because, you know, the brain, the amygdala's job is to scan for evidence of the doomsday thoughts of the worst case scenarios. And, you know, as an example, when I do a reading, like if one day I get a call to be on TV or a radio show, which I have no desire to do, by the way, but I'm just using that as an example because it's legit my greatest fear and something I still don't know even today with the confidence I have that I would choose to do, to be honest with you, but maybe one day I will. My brain will do this trick (laughs) where it will bring up immediately within a second you hear about going to the other side and how your life flashes before your eyes. It's going to be like one of those experiences where it's going to show me every bad reading I had and every time I failed and every time I sat in that not enoughness and just wanting to give up because I couldn't produce at the impossible expectations that I have of myself. And that's the brain's job. It's to, to find evidence to back up that feeling. And so what we have to choose to do with this is there is also a ton and more evidence that I have had successful readings. I have had readings that have actually been a big part of people's healing journey and that probably about 95% of the sessions that I've done over the past eight years have been divinely perfect and beautiful, right? They got what they needed. Now, no reading is 100% accurate. And that was one of the hardest things I had to move through as well as a perfectionist Virgo was like, okay, I just have to accept that that is the gig. That is it. And mediumship is an art and it is not a science. And I am painting a canvas with my mediumship abilities and I'm refining and I'm building my skill as we go. And my art is going to be admired by some and despised by others, just like a Van Gogh painting. Some people are like, I don't get it. And some people are like, I need it. And I feel that one of the parts of leading ourselves and being self-determining, truly powerful beings is walking through life, making choices that align us to where we really want to go. And understanding that the mind is powerful, but it can be a powerful healing tool for us. I'm going to read you this passage. I read this in Archangel Raphael's Angel Hour, which just happened last week. You can actually purchase the replay on myspiritschool.com. Likely by the time this launches, you'll be able to purchase it for $44. But I'm going to read you this passage from Archangel Raphael that was channeled through Kyle Gray because it's very powerful. Dear one, thank you for taking great interest in the power and miracles of healing. It is very important that you know your mind is the greatest tool that you have to heal yourself. Your body is very sensitive to every thought you think and every action you perform. It is controlled by your thoughts and actions, not the other way around. This is why people can spiral downward so quickly. Be aware that you can influence your body in a positive way with your thoughts. Even when you're well, treat it with love, treat it with respect, and it will be stronger on your journey. 
So this is Archangel Raphael speaking through Kyle Gray. And I thought it was very, very powerful because as I reflect on the journey to becoming a confident medium, a confident podcast host, a confident teacher and mentor, is that it was all an inside job. It was learning to speak to myself kindly when the habit of my life has been to speak unkindly to myself. It was choosing to reflect on all the success I have had rather than the failures. It was choosing to see those failures from a higher perspective and all the lessons that I would not trade for a positive reading experience that came through those experiences. And so being confident is a choice and it's a choice we all have to make. And hopefully this episode and this experience and this journey that I get to share uh, within myself resonates with you guys and gives you guys the power and the motivation and the inspiration to just choose something different. And I'm excited to see where your lives take you as you learn this magic trick in life. Now, if it resonates with you the way that I teach and I speak about these things, uh, we do have the Initiation Circle, which is a monthly group mentorship experience. I teach classes in there. I'm in there daily communicating with you guys, answering your questions. We do a lot of different things within that community, but we do focus not just on the techniques and the skills in developing your mediumship and psychic and angel and healing abilities, but we also work with the human and we work with the mind and we empower you to step fully into your abilities from the inside out. And the initiation program too is coming up in January. We already have dozens of people on that wait list. So that wait list is open. The link is below. There's going to be an opportunity for 10 people to upgrade to work one-on-one with me through that experience too in a one-hour mentorship session. So if you're interested in learning more about it or being notified for early registration, that's one of the perks of being on the wait list. You actually get a few days advance notice to secure your seat. We usually have about 50 or so people go through it. Every round, this will be the fourth time that I've taught this course and I'm going to continue to teach it. And there's a lot of live classes, um, sitting in the power circles, Q&A calls with me, as well as a lot of information. It's basically everything I wish I knew in my first three years of mediumship development. So the initiation six-week program is specific to mediumship development, whereas the initiation circle, which is going to go through a rebrand and another price increase in January, by the way, So if you want to secure and be grandfathered into a really good rate, I would get that now because I'm also going to be increasing the price again because it's going to be restructured and it's going to be even more all-encompassing than it is even now. I would get on that. But this is for all lightworkers because if we focus on the inner world, we all experience the same things and you get to practice your mediumship or psychic or medical intuition or angel connections, card readings. Whatever, however you work your light, you belong in this space and in this circle. And so definitely check it out. The links are below. I'm really excited. I'm getting more and more passionate. Like I didn't think I could even get more passionate about sharing these things and teaching these things, but it's just like blowing up. And I think it's because of like, you know, the experience of losing Bender last year and being broken down to like bones and having to rebuild myself once more. And being able to reflect back and say, wow, like you've grown so much. And this growth as a person has reflected so clearly in your mediumship as well. And I just love that about this development journey. It's not just about the spirituality. It's not just about the technique. It's not just about the skill. It's about your human. It's about how you live. It's about the choices you make. It's about your relationships. It's about your relationship to your body and your mind and your spirit and your soul and yourself. I mean, it's so limitless, 
what we can look at on this development journey, it just fascinates me to the point I feel like crying right now, even talking about it. This is how moved I get about these topics. Anyways, I'll end it here because I could talk forever, but I love you guys. Thank you for all the kind reviews. Every week I get this um, email. I don't know how I get this email or I don't even remember signing up for it, but this email comes in every week with the new reviews that have been left on the podcast and I love reading them. Thank you for leaving them. It's more just like for me, I don't think that more people see it. I don't even think that gives more clout to it. I just really enjoy reading how the podcast has helped you. So thank you for your generosity and taking time to do that. I love you guys. We'll see you for the next episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to squamishmedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish medium. The link in the bio has everything I am currently working on in service to the world of spirit. Have a great day, guys.